With me today is Davis Larson. He's the CEO of ProServe Controls. I'm appreciative of you joining us, Davis. The oil and gas industry, like all industrial sectors we know, currently facing the challenges of dealing with the ongoing global pandemic, COVID-19, on top of the difficulty of the reduction in oil prices. It's been a very difficult few months, yet ProServe recently announced a new strategic agreement with DrillQuip. What does this entail for both parties? Jewelquip made the decision to cease the manufacturing development of their own subsidy controls. Uh, and when they made that decision, they, they turned to ProServe to explore a you know, supplier stroke partnership type agreement. We're obviously very honored to be part of that conversation. And um, I think Jewelquip recognized that we have got the leading control systems in the marketplace. And um, this for them gives them access to, to that leading um, technology. Um, and obviously from us, opens up a much, much uh, wider market uh, as well. So it was a bit of a win-win for both parties. And in the current environment, I think it's important to think differently about how you approach this market. Absolutely. You kind of led in perfectly to my next question with the ongoing current climate. What ultimately were the driving factors behind getting this agreement over the line? You mentioned having to really kind of adjust and think of things differently. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the overall market is declining. Everybody knows that. So you have to think differently. Uh, there's a general overcapacity in the broader subsea market. And you know, drug could have taken a very smart step to address that. And rather than necessarily compete with somebody, partner with somebody. Um, it gives them best access to that technology. For us, we're the only independent um, focus controls technology company in the market. Um, your independent reports show that we've got the highest reliability. For years now, we've focused on ensuring our product is not becoming obsolete. And obviously, when something is installed in the seabed, you want confidence to know it's going to sit there and work forever. And that's what we focus on. So technology and access to the best product in the market was the real driver um, from Jolcup's perspective. And Davis, in the subsea space, typically a lot of operators choose bundled packages when it comes to their subsea equipment, getting everything in one hit from one supplier. I'm sure that helps alleviate a lot of issues in many areas. But does this deal suggest a radical rethink of that model? What's your take on that? Yeah, it's an interesting question, Jessica. Um, I guess a pro-serve, we don't feel the EPC model gives the operators necessarily what they need. Um, it's a bit like going to the supermarket rather than going to the specialty provider. So that one-stop shop doesn't necessarily give you the best solution. So some companies we recognize will want to maintain with that EPC environment, in which case we want to make sure that they've got the option to include ProServe controls in that. This allows them to do that. But ultimately, we feel that the operator should be focused on, you know, what's the most reliable piece of kit and what's going to guarantee that their subsidy infrastructure is around for years to come, and we think ProServe controls is the best answer for it. So in time, we think the industry needs to change away from that model, but we wanted to make sure that we gave the industry a way to include ProServe controls if they want to stick with that model. And oil prices we know recently touched below the levels of 2014 when a new philosophy really emerged of caution around CapEx, looking to extend the life of assets, things of that nature. With the current turbulent waters, if you will, around prices, what are the key trends in the subsea sector right now, Davis? Yeah, so obviously I think everybody's seen operators you know, pull back on their spending. It's a, it's a natural reaction and, and totally understood given the current volatility. Um, where we've really focused on recently is brownfield developments, tiebacks, 
making marginal fields economic. Um, that's probably some of our core competencies and kind of heritage. We've been very successful at that in the Gulf of Mexico and in the North Sea in particular. And we see that trend um, improving as we go forward. You know, in addition, our process of controls have got the ability to coexist with anybody else's subsidy control system. Um, and I think we're unique at this current moment in time in being able to do that. So that gives operators flexibility to improve and upgrade their infrastructure without necessarily having to spend a whole heap of money on brand new subsidy infrastructure for everything. I'm sure that is uh, very attractive to the companies as they're trying to figure out this uh, new normal, if you will. Coming back to that current situation, ProServe has facilities around the world from Houston to the Arabian Gulf. How has the challenge of doing business at a time of a global pandemic affected your day-to-day business in multiple sites? We're hearing a lot of uh, companies, even in the U.S., talking about international interests and working together internationally. So this really uh, is a good point to make as well. Yeah, it's been a really interesting time. And, you know, we've we've had to deal with the whole COVID situation. Um, Every country and every government taking different steps um, at different stages with timelines. And that's been challenging at times to make sure that we stay in touch with that across all of our facilities globally and make sure that our employees and their families are safe, first of all. So that's been our main focus. Secondly, I think it's really encouraged customers to collaborate more. And we've had a lot of really good, interesting conversations with customers around that. Um, And then thirdly, I think it's made people realize that that traditional way of working, of jumping on a plane, meeting people, you know, which so many people considered was absolutely vital. We've shown now over the last three to four months that there is an alternative. You can do it a different way, hence that you're like this. So that's been particularly good. Um, I think the core thing for us was we went through a big restructuring last year when we really focused on what we're good at as a controls technology company. And that survived us, uh, as taught as well through this period to survive and move forward. And Davis, finally, as we enter the second half of 2020, so many industries are unsure of how the next six months will go. The oil and gas industry in particular, some have been leery of technology. Others have been, you know, ramping up that focus more. How does an oil field service provider find a way forward with taking into thought everything you've mentioned thus far? Yeah, well, again, I would come back to the the strategy that we put in place last year to be the only truly independent um, controls technology focused company. So we don't do anything else. That's all we focus on. And that clear strategy, I think, is serving us very well. We've got a number of customers who are um, pulling us into the renewable space, predominantly offshore wind markets, again, using controls as our key offering. Um, And we're having a number of really interesting conversations with customers around um, data analysis and digitalization of their subsidy infrastructure. So you have to evolve, you have to change with the times, but you've got to focus on what your core competencies are and have the discipline to stick with them as well. I do have one other question. Uh, what about, you know, talks about the struggles or, uh, you know, the, the issues that offshore faces? Uh, and then, you know, there's been times when offshore's up, offshore's down. What is your thought there about moving forward and really uh, the opportunities that are out there for companies with offshore, uh, you know, assets? Yeah, it's an interesting point, and you know everybody who's been involved in oil and gas for any length of period you know, knows that the the business will go through peaks and troughs. There is a regular cycle. The the risk is that in the boom times everybody forgets that the the down times will come again, but it's natural. So, I think you have to have a relatively diverse um, market that you're working in. 
as I've said, controls as our ethos, but whether that's subsea controls, whether it's topside controls, whether it's intervention controls, it, it doesn't matter. It's, it's using controls in a variety of areas. So if you're just exposed to deep water or to one specific segment, then you are very risky and you've got a huge amount of exposure there. So you've got to try and balance that out, which is what pros have done with our global supply. Very interesting take there, Davis, and I really appreciate your time and your expertise in giving us that insight as well as to what's going on offshore. But then again, congratulations on this deal with DrillClip. I know I'm hoping to help strengthen our uh, industry as well. Thank you very much, Jessica. You're very appreciate welcome. That. Thank you.